we do a lot of the same movements because they're foundational movements and that is boring like we can't all jillian michael our way through a workout with some weird moves yeah we're not about inventing things on machines yeah we're not trying to reinvent the wheel because the wheel works <laughs> the wheel works it spins, it goes. But to keep yourself going to the gym, sometimes it's nice to break the monotonous of the three by 12, the three by 10. Welcome to the Fun Size Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Kirsten, and with me today is my co-host Jess, and we are both five foot nothing fitness coaches who like to lift heavy things. And in this episode, we're going to talk about some of our favorite and fun ways to spice up your training using what are known as advanced training techniques. But don't let the name scare you. We call them advanced only because they build on the basic principles of frequency, intensity, volume, and duration, but they just take things up another notch. Not only will these advanced training techniques make your workouts more interesting, but they can also greatly increase your gains and help you break through barriers and smash those plateaus. And there's about 10 or so that we're going to cover today. So you might want to get out a pen and paper or open up a note app on your phone because we are going to cover a lot of ground today. Yeah, we are. So Jess, <laughs> which one would you say is your favorite? Oh, uh. I'm kind of torn. So um, I love, 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 and I know you do as well, uh, pyramid sets, because I love getting yes. volume. Um, I think sometimes in our training, when we hit plateaus, we need to just kind of break through. I mean, it just depends on your body and where you're at and you're like in your training program, if you can do this, but like getting some volume really can break you through that like ceiling. Um, and I love tempo work. Um, I know I did the most when I was doing CrossFit, but I incorporate it now. And I do know that it helps with certain things. So like explosive power is one of the things that I think about when it like in doing tempo work with like squats and things like that. So, um, I'm kind of torn. I love, love some good volume, but I also love just, and I love the ability, like with tempo, you can like take it anywhere. Say you're traveling and you didn't bring weights. You can slow down the move and work like doing a negative and explode up. And then like, it's usually like a five, one, zero. Like you can do that. It might be four numbers. I can't remember, but um, it might be four. Cause you five going down, you like say five seconds down, one second hold explode. So a zero and then a two second pause at the top before you go into the next one. So maybe it's four numbers. I definitely haven't done a whole lot of tempo work in my experience. Probably would be a good thing for me to add since it's not something I normally do. Um, so maybe you can throw that into my training, but let's start with pyramids. Cause I feel like this is the most basic yeah. one that I think most people know of, especially the people in our app, because we throw pyramids in a lot. One of my favorite things, I think especially since um, with ascending pyramids, at least you're starting light and ending heavy. And that's always just like a good feel for me. And um, so there are four, really five different kinds of ways you can incorporate pyramids into your training. So the first one is ascending. Like we just said, you start light and you end heavy. Um, so your first 
set is usually higher reps and the last set is usually the lowest amount of reps. Um, then you have descending, which is the opposite of that, where you start heavy and end light. Um, you have stripping, which is usually on barbells. So this is kind of like descending. So it's just got a fancier name because it's with a barbell. Um, it's when you take the weight off as you go. And it's usually better if you have a training partner with you for this. I used to do that with the tens. Like we would just stack tens yeah. on the end. And then like you do your reps, slide them off, do your reps, slide them off. But again, you need a partner. Yeah. It's much better when you have a partner because the, the time in between you lifting is a lot less. So it makes more sense. Um, then we also have down the rack, which is my favorite for things like lateral raises or bicep curls when you start heavy and, and light, mm -hmm. um, and then ladders. So that's like when you do ascending and descending pyramids together in one, you actually make the pyramid giant set. Yeah. Yeah. So you get the most volume. Nobody can see me, but I just made a pyramid with my hands. <laughs> she oh. has a little hat on now. Yep. <laughs> I think it's cute how we both have pigtails today. I know. Did you notice that? That we are on it. Um, but yeah, do you have anything to add to the pyramids? No, I don't. You nailed it. Um, I mean, again, I love them. Um, you can get the most volume. It's, yeah, it's, again, it helps. I hate using the word muscle confusion because that's not really what it is, but your body adapts to what it's doing. So if you throw in volume work, like it just breaks that ceiling. Like it just helps you get to the next level. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I think that's really good for increasing strength, especially again on those ascending pyramids. Like we do them a lot in the right. size fitness app because it is a really great way to, and it's a good way to test your strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. like where you might stay comfortable. Like if you're doing three sets of 12, you might say, yeah, I could do the 10 pound dumbbells, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you just finish it. Whereas like ascending, you know, like, okay, I start, I'm doing 12, 10, eight, six, four, two. By the time you get to the two, it's like, you might as well test what you can do for the two. And you would normally go higher than you would. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving back into tempo. Do you want to explain a little bit more about what that is and what it looks like or what it could look like? So a lot of times, um, I know in the app, we throw negatives in there, which is a form of tempo. Um, a negative would be a descending movement that you're going to slow down. I usually like the count of five, just as a good number. Um, and then other tempo work, like I've said before, I saw the most in CrossFit. Again, you're still working on like a descending movement in a slower, like, so we'll go five seconds down, hold, and you could hold that for one to three, one to five seconds, depending on like, if you're doing a pause squat or whatever if you're adding pauses. So you do that and then you explode up. So that would be the zero. There's no weight. And then if there's a zero at the top, you go right into the next rep. Or if there's like a one, two, three, you wait. Sometimes it's a way to force rest when you're not used to resting. Um, you know, in CrossFit, it, it's not always about drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, we used it a lot to force gains um, because like in CrossFit, you tend to like want to beat the clock. 
um, you, you have these things, but then there's moments where you have to tell the person like, no, you need to slow down. And to do that, we started putting in tempo, but again, like, uh, I think it's a great way to get strength gains. Um, I mean, I talk a lot about squats, but there's like, I mean, you could do it for anything you could. I mean, I don't think I would do them on deadlifts just cause my back is whacked. Um, <laughs> but I know when we do, um, like strength training for the, the youth that I work with, um, we'll do like a, like dumbbell RDLs and we'll tell them they need to go nice and slow down. So they learn the form. So tempo is also like a good way to learn your form, learn where your body should be, learn where placement should be. Um, there's like, I mean, it's just good to have it in there just named like five things it was good for. And I didn't even like realize. Um, yeah. Yeah. You bring up a, a good point, which I didn't exactly say right through the, the intro, but so these techniques are called advanced training techniques, but you can do them as a beginner. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So they're, they're just called advanced because they are your non-typical way of training. Right. They're not, you know, and exactly. we talk about progressive overload, which would be like with sets and reps, but all, and that's like your progression in your plan. But this is like, I mean, yeah, they're not advanced. Cause I, again, we use it to teach form sometimes like, you know, uh, to teach where you should be. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you're throwing a lot of things at a person to think about when you're actually weightlifting, like when you're actually doing a squat and you're calling squat cues and you're telling somebody like chest out, shoulders tight, shoulders back, you know, trunk brace, hold your core, you know, lean back, booty back. Like it's so much that your brain is like, whoa. Um, I usually remind people of like one, like pick one thing right. to focus on for a couple of reps and then do it. But when you s- intentionally slow the rep down, yes, you are gaining. That's a good thing to do with like pull-ups, right? When you're trying to teach your lats to engage. That's where I really like negatives because kind of forces you to feel that, especially on the pull-ups. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so let's dive into negatives a little bit. So I think the best example of this is again, a pull-up. So it's when you kind of hop up or jump up to the bar and then you're really focusing on lowering yourself back down and you're doing it or you're trying to do it for a count. So just like Mm -hmm. five seconds. So if you're just getting started with negatives and pull-ups in general, and it's not something that you feel you have a lot of strength in, like start with three seconds and then just try to build up on that. Um, I like to take it all the way up to eight seconds on, on pull-ups. I think negative work, you are fighting gravity a little bit more. Like you're intentionally using gravity for your benefit, you know, especially like in a pull-up situation, because you don't necessarily like, I would rather start with negative pull-ups, trying to learn how to pull up than doing band assisted. For sure. Yeah. You know, because you can learn some bad habits. Whereas like if you're jumping up and then holding and then like trying to just slow and use like, again, the benefit of gravity, like those muscles are engaging. Whereas like a band can help you, like I said, learn bad habits. <laughs> yeah. They have their place. They have their place. And it just really helps you to feel that muscle that's being worked. I yes. think that's a, that's a big helper. 
like when you're doing a curl and you're slowly lowering that weight down, like your biceps are just on fire. So, right. And you're hitting a complete range of motion. Oh yeah. Whereas sometimes we forget and use momentum or you, yeah, we use momentum and we don't hit a full range of motion. And when you hit a full range of motion, that's where your strength gains are going to be. You know, you can't like expect your muscle to stay short and tight and grow. So another one that's kind of similar ish, kind of sort of not really, um, is partial reps. I love partial reps again for kind of like really feeling that muscle. It also hits like a different range of motion. Yeah. A partial rep is when you do half of the rep. So this is something that, uh, is actually kind of looked down upon if you're first starting out, like you don't, you want to do a full range of motion normally. Um, that's kind of how you do the exercise, but it's nice to add in a partial rep again, to change things up. So one of the ways that I love doing partial reps, actually two ways, two examples I'll give you is lateral raises. Oh, my favorite. I love (laughs) those are always really fun to add a partial rep on. They're really hard. They're really difficult, but they'll keep things interesting for sure. So it's like when you go, you, you bring your arms all the way out to the sides and up, and then you go down just halfway and then push back up. It's really hard to do, but it actually helps you get a lot more control over that exercise and those muscles. Um, so I like doing those as like, I, I usually write them as uh, 1.5 reps in training programs. It's because you're going, you're doing a full range of motion for one rep, and then you're doing the little half bit at the, at the top there. And then the other place I really, really, really like to do them is leg extensions. So doing the full rep of the leg extensions coming down halfway and then pushing back up and then coming all the way down. I love, I mean, the lateral raises. I'm a shoulder girl, shoulder queen. It's also a way to force a pump and it's a good way to get volume. So like I always, um, I would start with full lateral raises, go until failure and then go halfway and go until failure, which like usually is half of what I already did. Um, but it does, it forces blood into that muscle, which increases strength gains. So you brought up a really good point that you do it at the end, like after you have done full reps, cause you can do it a lot of different ways. You can do it at the end after you did your full range of motions. You can do it in the beginning before you do the full range of motion. You could do it in between. Like I was saying with the 1.5 reps, like there's so many different ways to add all of these techniques that will switch things up. And even if you get like, so kind of stuck in doing one way, you can always use a different way and still get the same benefits as if you were doing it for the first time. A hundred percent. So with that, pulses are pretty similar, except instead of doing a half of a rep, you're doing much, much, much less. It's just like a little, I always think of like a butterfly, like fluttering. I don't know why I always think that, but it's like, it's just like a little pulse. I don't know what other word to use. (laughs) Um, I think you nailed pulses. They're just range of motion is such a spectrum and we want to hit all of them. And it's yes, when you're beginning, you should hit a full range of motion, but like, you also have to think of like a bar class. Like as soon as we do pulses, it's hitting more acute muscles, um, that you wouldn't normally more stabilizing muscles are usually going to be involved when you're doing pulses, 
even if you're doing like hip abductions and adductions and you're adding pulses to that, it's going to just take like those tiny little, like I said, it's all about your body adapting and you want to help break through the next ceiling. Like you always hit a glass ceiling and you want to break through. So it's just different ways to do that. Like you said earlier, it's also, you focus on one of these, like this is not, we're, we're giving you 10 options, but we're not saying do all of these in one workout. Like you want (laughs) to use these as tools. Like you want to sprinkle them in when things get stagnant and just you reach that plateau. Then you add a couple of these things. Oh my gosh. I just had the the visual of someone doing that right oh my god that would be miserable that would be the worst like they would just be at the gym for hours no wonder why they hate training right (laughs) and that's it like if you feel like you are lacking strength in something like oh my gosh like I've squatted and I just Mm -hmm. can't get past this number then you would add this in you know or um a leg extension machine, a leg press, a shoulder press, like any of that, you can, like, as soon as you feel like you were, like, I like the word stagnant, that's when you can throw this in, mix it up. And it doesn't have to be the whole, like, you don't have to have a whole workout where everything is a pyramid set. <laughs> so don't, no. don't do it. I mean, you could. No, you could have, you could have one exercise that's a negative and then you have used an advanced training technique and you're going to push through. I think Sarah Bomar has like a, like a 300 rep arm workout or it was like an obscene number. I can't remember um, if it was 300 or 600, but I remember seeing it and being like, part of me wants to do this. And part of me says that's stupid. Are you tired of scrolling the gram for your next workout? Or maybe you just wish you had an ongoing, easy-to-follow, short-girl-friendly workout program that you can actually rely on. If that's where you're finding yourself today, then you would really enjoy the Fun Size Fitness app. Inside the app, you'll find a new workout program every month where each exercise is accompanied by a video demonstration performed by a petite. You'll also be able to easily log the weights and the reps that you do so that you can keep making progress week to week. And you'll be able to message me directly at any time if you need help. Here's what three different petite ladies have to say about this app. First one is, I love that the app keeps me consistent with a plan versus winging it whenever I go to the gym. The second, it's a game changer to have a new plan in place every month. And last but not least, I love that it allows me to use new equipment and feel more comfortable about doing new exercises. You can learn more about the Fun Size Fitness app and how to download it at funsize.life app. So moving on from pulses, we have isometrics. Isometrics. So usually we use an isometric hold, right? Am I, yeah, is that what we were going for? Um, in my head, I was like, you know what this is? Stop doubting yourself. Again, we need another podcast about self-doubt and then imposter uh, syndrome. Um, so an isometric hold, a static hold. So like a plank, you're building strength by just I mean, pushing against something else that's solid, but also I've done where I did a lateral raise hold and you just hold it. Um, again, you use like three pound weights. When you do that, you'd be very surprised that you're fighting gravity on that one. Another one would be a pause rep. So holding at the bottom of say a squat so that you work on your explosive power on the way up, holding that you're fighting gravity and that's just going to work different muscles. Um, same muscles, but in a different way, I guess I should say. And it is, it's a lot of strength gain. Would you say it's 
Endurance. Endurance. Yeah. So speed and endurance work um, would be with that. But then again, I think of like the core, a lot of core work is isometric work. Yes. So it's just a different way to like, my brain is escaping me on this one. It's a different way to train. It's funny. Cause it's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to explain so maybe I'm trying it. To overthink it. Yeah. It's hard to explain it more than it is, but you nailed it. Like you just, it's a hold. Um, and yeah, it helps with a lot of things, strength and endurance being two major ones. Yeah. Depending on how you use it. That's right. Like, you know, again, core mm-hmm. plank is going to be totally different than say a, a pause rep in, um, you know, you can do even like pendulay rows because like a pendulay row you're putting, you're resetting every time. Mm-hmm. So that reset is technically like a hold and you have to fight gravity again to, yeah. to lift it. So, you know, there's different ways of doing it. Yeah. Another one I love drop sets. Oh, I forgot about those. I love drop sets. Talk about a pump. Yeah. It's a drop sets are similar to pyramid sets, but not really. Right. Yeah. Because they're not like a pyramid is a set number of reps. Right. And you're either ascending or descending. Whereas like you can kind of descend. Um, I've done to where I've done like 12 lateral raises and then I'll go heavy and do six. So like you, you do like half where you can do, you know, 10, 10, 10, where you just, or you can go up. Yeah. I mean, I've done a burnout where I've just like gotten lighter with the weight and gone up with the reps, but that burn, man, feel the burn, feel the pump. I think the simplest way to understand a drop set is just doing a normal three sets of 12 and then dropping the weight down at the very end of that last set and then doing just reps, like just going for it. Yeah. It's really drop sets have to do with weight right. versus reps. Dropping the weight on the set. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's so many different ways you can do it. Like Jess was saying, like with the 10, 10, 10, or you could do drop sets only at the, on the last set, you can do drop sets on every set mm-hmm. you could do, man, it just, there's so many ways to, to make it different and make it new, but it essentially, if you're dropping the weight once, I don't know, it's hard. It's hard to say. Cause you're right. It's very similar to pyramids, but instead of like going up the stairs, you're doing, you're just dropping a big stack. It's very similar. It's hard to differentiate. Yeah. They're very similar. Sometimes there's more rest in a pyramid set than there would be in a drop set. Like to me, drop sets are quicker and you're not supposed to like rest so much. Whereas I think a pyramid set, you have a little more rest in between. That's a good way of putting it. You definitely have rest in between pyramids and then not between drop sets. A drop set is usually like boom, boom, boom. Like you do your 10, drop it quickly. Um, They make a little, um, have you seen those pins? that they make for a cable machine where it shoots out. No. Like, so you set your, um, you have my, my old bodybuilding coach had them. Um, and actually two, like a couple of the trainers that I worked with had them and like you stuck the pit, it was like you know, a pin, but like it had a sprint, it was like spring loaded. So like, if you hit the weight, it would pop out 
and you'd be, you could keep going and then you would hit the weight and it would pop out and then you would be on your last one. It was the coolest thing. Is this something you could just buy? I think so. Well, they bought it at the Arnold, the Arnold Classic, which just happened. We're not in the bodybuilding world anymore. So like, I totally forgot about it, but I'm sure you could buy them online. Now I want to get some. I just remember they bought them. Both of the people that I know that have them bought them at the Arnold Classic. It was kind of funny. I wish I could remember the company's name. I'd give them a shout out and I would buy them. I would buy at least two because like, you know, your drop set, sometimes your drop set is more than just one, um, especially like on a cable, but they were, you Google it. I'm sure there's something on Amazon or Google now. Yeah, I'm totally going to. Because again, you want that rest time to be minimal, you know? So like sometimes when you're like doing seated rows, right. And you're all the way back, like hitting that weight and having that thing shoot out. And then you would just keep going, helps you with your endurance training a little bit on your muscles, but also with that strength. Um, so yeah, I used to love those things because, you know, then you don't have to lean forward, move the pin, yeah. lean forward, move the pin. Or even like if you're doing triceps, it's like your workout partner. Yeah, it is. It's your workout partner without a workout partner. Speaking of minimal rest, that leads us to supersets, which is another thing that most people know of. So very briefly, we'll talk about supersets, but we'll talk about some of the ways to take supersets up a notch. Basically, supersets are when you do two exercises back to back with no rest in between or very minimal rest in between. So basically, you have your standard supersets, which are you're using the same muscle groups to do the both exercises. And then you have opposing supersets where you're, you're doing opposite muscles. Like a good example of that is, um, when you're doing a bicep curl and a tricep extension, both of those as a superset, then you can take it up a notch by doing a triset, which is three exercises with no, no rest in between. So it's like a mini circuit within your, right. So taking that one step further is a giant set, which is four exercises. And then after four, it does become circuit training. Yeah. I don't do a whole lot of giant sets. Me either. I do a lot of tri-sets and I do a lot of super sets. I I can't say that I do a lot of giant sets because if I'm going to do a giant set, you might as well do a circuit. I couldn't agree more. It's You might as well (laughs) be doing a circuit. (laughs) Even with some tri-sets, I feel like they're very circuit-ish. Uh, they can be, they can be, especially like, you know, time, like if you start doing things for time, um, then it kind of Mm -hmm. leads into a circuit training more, which the only difference Mm -hmm. between circuit and like a weight training is the rest and the endurance you're, you're doing more muscular endurance at that. But again, sometimes the way we train, because I know we train similarly, we have minimal rest anyway. So it ends up, we're mixing in that anyway. So, yeah. So We've got two more left. One of them is forced reps, which is not something that I typically do or add more specifically because I don't ever train with someone and it's hard to do this if you don't have someone to train with. Exactly. I do remember doing this for some of my in-person clients when I was training at the gym. I do remember some of my, you know, more buff men that I would train with, I would do this with. Uh, but basically force reps is when you are on that last rep that you are trying as hard as hell to get 
up or down, whichever way you're moving. Um, but it's almost like it's not going to move. That's when your training partner comes in and helps guide that weight up. They're not putting the weight up for you, but a lot of the times it was just knowing someone's hand is there. That kind of helps you finish the rep too. That's different than a spotter. Yes. I I train alone for the most part. So I don't, I'm like you, I don't do force rest. And I think there's different schools of thought where as long as you're getting the range of motion that your muscle is going to remember it, which is why it's okay to have someone help you. But then you'll have purists that are like, no, that's a no rep. We're not doing it. Don't help. If you can't get the muscle up yourself, then, you know, you shouldn't be doing that weight or whatever. Um, I tend to tell people like, I'd rather you finish the reps. So if you go down and wait, finish the reps out. Um, But a lot of time I'm working with women who their goals isn't strength, like necessarily like power. And I think if you're working on that kind of stuff that, yeah, I could see, like you said, kind of men, I feel like men do that a little bit more than women. For sure. Again, that's why we live longer. Just putting that out there. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to blow our hernia for, um, you know, something that we can't do when we could just be smart about it. But again, it's different schools of thought on that one. Totally different. I just figured we'd cover it and talk about it anyway. It is a way of spicing things up, like Mm -hmm. I said. So yeah. 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 And it's nice if you do have a workout partner, but if you don't, right. it's not one of those things that you need to even include. So it is what it is, but you just ask a stranger. <laughs> That'd be so weird. Oh man. There's so many times where I am doing something like a shoulder press and I'm like, I should have a spotter. And like, I'm looking around the gym. I'm like, I don't want to ask any of these people. Cause I don't, I don't believe that. Any of them are Y'all heard it here. Us fun size people, we seem extroverted when really we are introverted. <laughs> I don't want to ask that person. No. Um, but yeah, the last one we have, which I think is a really, really poetic one to end with, is burnouts. Yes. Love a good burnout. Again, I feel like everything has been my favorite, but like I do love a good burnout. I mean, again, school of thought, because some people just think burnouts are stupid, but like I love. Like, it's just after you've been training for as long as we've been training, sometimes you just need to test the limits of your body and do a burnout. Like sometimes it's just good to feel that burn. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not chasing it by any means, like, but every now and then it's just really good. And then you get a good pump and then you're like, like, yeah, now I can't put my hair in a ponytail because my arms are so (laughs) swollen, you know? Yeah. So burnouts are also known as finishers and it's, when you just rep it out and you, you go till fail, basically. I don't know about you, but I, I, I feel like I'm chasing that pump and I'm just, yeah, trying to do as many reps as possible and just going after it. And it just feels so good to finish that way yeah. to be like, that's it. I'm done. Mic drop. And that's kind of the key to a burnout or a finisher is it's at the end. Right. I want to put that in there. Like it's usually at the end of a workout. It's usually not like you're pretty much kind of your gas tank is a low and you're, you're just trying to see where you can go. Like you're just trying to finish the workout. We throw those in the app a lot too. Burnouts. I just love, I mean, they're a little evil, but I like them. All of these will do 
some pretty amazing things for you. But I think the biggest one being that it just makes things interesting or keeps things interesting. Like it does. I don't think I would really enjoy training as much as I do if all we ever did was three sets of 12. Like if that was it, then man, it would get boring as hell. So all of these things are just ways to keep it interesting. Again, break some plateaus, push past them, but really just like get you to feel excited about your training. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a mindset thing. Um, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like they do have their time and their place, like, especially if you're serious about training, but also like, it is a mindset thing. It does get boring. We do a lot of the same movements because they're foundational movements and that is boring. Like we can't all Jillian Michael our way through a workout with some weird moves. Yeah. We're not about inventing things on machines that are meant for other things. <laughs> yeah. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel because the wheel works. The wheel works. It spins, it goes, you know, but to keep motivated, to keep yourself going to the gym, sometimes it's nice to break the monotonous of like the three by 12, the three by 10, you know, and you know, you're progressing. It's just, it is, it's, it's just a fun way to train. And you and I both, I mean, it's fun size, fun, you know, you've got to have some fun with your training, a way to keep it spicy. Yeah. Like if you don't, why are you even doing it? You know, if you're not enjoying it, like just don't go, which is funny. I used to say that, like, if you can't give 110%, you shouldn't go. And now I'm like, well, no, sometimes you only have 50%, but if you're moving your body, do it. It's better than 0%. Yeah. Like just have fun with it. Like it shouldn't be, shouldn't be not fun. It shouldn't be torture. Yeah. Unless you like that sort of thing. <laughs> Unless you like it. Every now and then I do. I do. Uh, I do like the challenge. Yes. No, I do like, I wish I can remember. There was like a thing on the leg press that we used to do. Um, and it had a name because the guy that did it invented it, not invented it. He probably just named the exercise, but it was very much like a pyramid ascending, descending, and it sucked, but it was like a good suck. <laughs> um. Chris Geffen? Nah, I don't remember. It was like a certain. I did some of his workouts that were ladders like that. And just it was a lot. Yeah, brutal. I just remember like, and it was the way, you know, you stripped the sides. You had to have like three, you had to have like a gang of people doing it because you're on a leg press and there's yeah. just no way that you're getting off to <laughs> jump on both sides to strip weights down. But yeah. And there's a lot more beyond this list of 10 that we talked about, like there are so many bodybuilders that make up their own thing. And then it becomes this like thing in their world. And it might not go to the masses, but people know it and people do it. Like the one I'm thinking of right now is like that FST seven. Do you remember that? No. Or like German volume training. Like there's so many different terms that just like come up and it's like, Oh yeah, that's another way of changing things up. But I think the, I think we hit, the basic ones, the basic advanced ones, <laughs> the ones that we use the most and like, and enjoy. Yeah, I agree. I'm like in my head thinking, I'm yeah. like, those are the ones that I use the most. Right. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything else. So that's Again, it. Fun. Keep it fun. Y'all fun and spicy and spicy. Keep it fun and <laughs> spicy. I don't know what that accent is, but um, I don't know we're keeping it. <laughs> 
it's been a long, long week. It's only Tuesday. I know. All right. Well, with that, please like and subscribe. There's a new thing on Spotify now. If you listen to the episodes on Spotify, actually, I don't think it's that new. I think it's just become something that I'm aware of now. Um, There's questions that you can answer on each episode. So what? Yeah. Do you use Spotify or do you use Apple? I use Apple and Spotify. Okay. So on Spotify, if the podcast host puts these questions out there on each episode, you could either take a poll or you can answer a short answer question. Oh, I did know there's like a, now there's a way to comment kind of like on YouTube, how you can make comments. There's now a way to comment on podcast. I saw that the other day on Spotify or on Apple. Um, I don't know if it was, it might've been Apple. I can't remember who I was listening to, but um, even she said it. And I was like, no way. And then I went and looked and I was like, oh my gosh, you can comment on an episode. Oh, now? That's like, exciting. Cool. I'll have to look into the Apple it one. It just is another way to build community. And then like, mm-hmm. it's a good way for us to know what you guys are interested in what you want more of. Yes. You know, cause that's like all about what we, you know, we put content out that obviously we like, but like, we want to be able to be helpful and talk about things that people want to talk about. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah, check out the poll, check out the question. They're super simple. Like they're not going to take you a long time. We're not testing your IQ. But I will say there's a loop around here. So for those of you, I know a lot of you listen on Apple because that's what my analytics tell me is that everybody listens on Apple. It's like <laughs> me, it's like it's me. <laughs> 70% on Apple. On Spotify, there hasn't been a way to leave a review on a podcast, but some of my episodes that do have the question on there are like, what did you think about this episode? You could easily leave a review there ah. and then let me know that you did. Because again, that will uh, that will help you in your chances of winning a, a fun-sized tank top. So leave a review and get a tank top. Nice. It does help. Leaving reviews, leaving comments, leaving likes, like that helps. It helps get the content out there. It helps get seen. Um, so yeah, if you're doing it for us, do it for your other favorite podcast. Even if they're not saying do it, do it. I love that. Just a little PSA because yeah, PSA do it. Sometimes it feels like we're talking to walls (laughs) and then like out of nowhere, we'll get like the sweetest little podcast review or just comment to be like, I love what you do. It's like, oh, why didn't you tell me this last week when I was going through like a total breakdown? Right. And sometimes we are vulnerable and share things. And I think it's nice to know that it's like a community, you know, it builds the community. You're not alone. Um, Like, yeah, we don't see you guys, but like, I always like to imagine I'm having coffee with every single one of you um, Mm -hmm. as we talk and as you're, you know, laughing with us, hopefully for any of the stupid things that I I know that I say. (laughs) So you know, um, it does, it, it helps. And yeah. I did hear it on a podcast today. She had mentioned, she was like, you know, we say the same thing, like subscribe, comment. And then she was like, and do that for another podcast that you like, mm-hmm. you know, spread the wealth, um, you know, spread the, spread the positivity. So I liked that. Yeah. So I figured I'd add it today, but yeah. So it's nice. So DM us if you follow us on Instagram or you can comment. 
or you can do the little poll on Spotify since that's new. Yeah, they're super fun too. Awesome. All right. Well, peace out, guys. Yeah. Bye. Catch you in the next episode. (laughs) My signature (laughs) sign off. Bye. Bye.